Hi everyone, I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round of Heaven and Tracy. We're so hungover, oh my God. The hungover. Edition. Everybody in the studio right now is hungover. Every single human. Every last person. <laughs> but you know what? We're professionals. <laughs> That's right. We'll be hungover together. And since this show's called Another Round, we're still drinking. Hi, Heaven, I'm so glad to see you. It is so nice to share the new year with you. <laughs> I can't wait to do shit together this year with you. Same. This is so eloquently put. <laughs> I'm so hungover. <laughs> hey, let's make it worse or better with the shot. You ready? I actually really am. Okay. Cheers hey. to making it through this episode and also the year. 2017 can't tell me shit. Nothing. It <laughs> was a weird noise <sighs> I made. I don't appreciate how much hatred people have for that phrase, New Year, New Me. Why, why do they hate it so much? I don't know. That's why I'm confused. I'm like, how are you mad at somebody for wanting to be a better person in the New Year? Because mm. they're always like, y'all say this every year. Then y'all be doing the same shit. Hey, listen, life is hard, number one. Number two, you don't know me. Yeah, you don't know what? who I was or who I am now. You just, like, back up now your business. <laughs> number three, fuck, fuck you, person. Let yeah, me from, have a New Year. From old me and new me. <laughs> <laughs> from the bottom of both of our hearts. <laughs> yes. So um, it's 2017, new year, new us. Yes. New stewed, even though we're not in it right now. Hijinks and Sue, we are in the worst sitcom. <laughs> right, so we show up hungover and we just, it's a long story, but we're locked out of our studio <laughs> in our own building. So we are in, we are resourceful bitches. Mm -hmm. So we made a studio out of like- Cloth. A piece of string and some chewed gum. <laughs> and some white person safety pin. <laughs> <laughs> we finally found the good we use We found one <laughs> and put it to good use. Um, yes. So if you hear any like odd noises or like construction sounds, <laughs> it's because we're not in an actual soundproof studio. But you know what? The show must go on and yes. we are here and we are still drinking. Yes. Let's get on with the show. Let's do a young Oprah. Hey. We thought we would try to start 2017 out with fun and mm -hmm. joy mm -hmm. and good advice from the smartest person that we know. So obviously we called Stacey Marie Ishmael. Clearly. The who God. Is Killing it out at Stanford, which is wild. But she's Light like, work, yeah, you I'm coming to y'all little podcast. Yeah, it's I'll cool. do a little, a little, a little song, song. Yeah, so we're gonna improve ourselves that way. That's what I always say. All right, well then let's do that. Yo, Stacy, we miss you so much. Oh, yeah. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Temporal Stude. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Stude is where the heart is. Oh! Ah! Put that on a doormat. Put it on one of those cross-stitchy things. What do you call it? <laughs> a cross-stitchy thing. Put on a cross-stitchy thing. Yo, there's not a day that goes by at work where I'm not like, what would Stacey Marie do? Ever. <laughs> ever, ever, never, ever. So welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Hello. So um, we are in a very precarious position, I think, as women of color who are about to be living in Trump's America and kind of already are living in Trump's America. So as Heaven was saying, um, we're always trying to think of what Stacey Marie would do in any given situation. Facts. So election night, I was like, oh shit, I gotta talk to Stacey Marie. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling about the next four years? I mean, I'm constantly worried about stuff. Like worrying about stuff is sure. basically my motto. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sort of oscillating between being extremely motivated and figuring out how to reserve the energy to continue to be extremely motivated. Mm. Oh, God, that sounds hard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I don't like easy things. The Stacey Marie story. <laughs> so how are you, like, prepping yourself to go into 2017? 
Are you like you have like affirmations? Do you believe in resolutions? Ooh, good question. Ooh, I have never believed in resolutions. I have believed in doing things, mm. and I sometimes have seen and there's you know some research on this that when you tell everybody you're going to do a thing you take that as a proxy for actually doing the thing <laughs> yeah because you don't want to look terrible when you don't do the thing no, no no no. she means when you when the telling is the thing that yes so the doing. telling is the thing and you're like oh, oh well, i told people ooh. i'm gonna go to the gym so i yeah. don't actually have to go to right. the gym oh so, i've so, always viewed that in the reverse like well, if i Tell, if I tell people I'm going to the gym, then I'm like, well, I have to go. Well, that's that's only if the people that I'm you tell work. can actively hold you accountable and if you care enough about them holding yeah. you accountable. Mm. Ooh, no wonder it's never worked. <laughs> 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 I just be tweeting like, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> Not that I don't care about. <laughs> so, Stacey Marie, what are you doing to like prep and steal yourself for... 2017. There's a couple of things that I've been doing. One is being relentlessly focused on the people that I care about and relentlessly dismissive mm. of the people I don't. Ooh. Yes! <laughs> that on a cross-stitch thingy. Put that on a cross-stitch thingy! Ah, gems. That's been kind of one of my key things. It's like, who are my people? Who are the people who matter to me? Mm-hmm. To quote the great heaven, I really only care about women. Yes. <laughs> I was taken aback by the beginning of that sentence. Like, oh, Lord, what did I say? Oh, my gosh, Evan, you made it. Oh, my God, I made it. <laughs> Just being really clear about what my priorities are and who my priorities are and how I can make sure that I'm organizing my energy around those things and those people. Uh, you make it sound so easy. What are, what are your priorities? I mean, I think one of my priorities is boosting the voices of people who have interesting things to say who don't necessarily get attention or money or platforms and you know one of the things that I really really dislike is when people say oh you know we're giving voices to marginalized communities as if marginalized communities don't have voices instead of or making it possible for people to hear all the stuff they've been saying and give them credit for their work yes so that's that's definitely one of the things I care about a lot there's a big difference between amplification and saying that you gave somebody their voice exactly that's true that's one and then another is writing more Ooh, a book book? are you writing a book (laughs) I am not writing a book God. Everybody is writing a book. I am not writing a book. Do not start that rumor. Why not? Uh, 100% untrue. I'm shaking my fist in the air. <laughs> Somebody's writing a book. Tracy, aren't you writing a book? I'm supposed to be. Okay, okay. <laughs> Tracy. Um, um, if you put air quotes around it, then yes, I'm writing a book. A book is being written by you. No, it's coming. It's coming. I just got to sit down and do it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So you're writing more. How how will the people get that? Well, so as part of this fellowship program that I am in, the John S. Knight Fellowship Program at Stanford University. Okay, Stanford. I'm doing a lot of work trying to document how I think about mobile experiences and why. And, you know, the, the reason I care about mobile is because it's still the most intimate platform. Like, I still sleep with my phone next to my head, which is probably unhealthy, and I'm probably going to, like, die of a brain tumor. But it's... I do, <laughs> too. <laughs> Directly under my die. pillow. We're all going to die of brain tumors. But it's the first thing I reach for in the morning and it's probably this is a sad comment on my life like the last thing I look at at night (laughs) same girl just saying I'm just saying I need an intervention (laughs) but one of the things I really care about is accuracy and getting things right and not retweeting fake shit on the internet 
And I've lost my temper numerous times in 2016 because people would just share things that confirmed whatever they thought their worldview was and would get really mad when people pointed out to them that what they were sharing was untrue. And it was like, well, it could have been true because it's what I believe. (laughs) State of America. (laughs) You know, and and, and this is, I don't care what, what, what side of the political spectrum you're on. I don't care what side of an issue you're on. If you're being lazy about what you're sharing you're a huge part of the problem mm-hmm. and reporters do this so true. you know people with tons of followers do this like you know black intellectual twitter does this mm. shots and i don't think we necessarily stop for a second and say like are we adding to the noise and are we adding to the madness and not actually being careful and thoughtful about what we're participating in yeah i feel like that's a thing that everybody needs to focus on like even the wokest of mm. us needs to just like take some time to make sure that we're being really, really thoughtful in the things that we do and say. It's too easy to retweet. Oh, it's so easy. (laughs) You just click a button and it's done. It's just a mindless interaction and you're not thinking about it. Yeah. So one thing that we can collectively do better is being more thoughtful, right? Going into 2017. What else should we as a people be doing? Pay people whose work you like. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Talk to us about that. Yes. So this is this has been an emerging theme for a while and it's been interesting that, you know, and we started to see this really come to the fore in 2016 where creators and artists and writers and musicians were like, hey, I do work, man. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into these things. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I've been trying to do, you know, in addition to my sort of institutional charitable donations is like, hey, is there someone whose comics I really like or whose illustrations are really like or whatever it is? And can I, mm. you know, what do they have a Patreon? Do they have some way that I can fund them or their work Mm. and doing that and being really intentional and deliberate about it. That is so great. I've also like recently noticed more people that I like on Twitter have a Patreon link in their bios. I think that's such a great idea. A what link? It's just like a a cash.me link where you can just like give somebody money. If you enjoy their work or whatever, you just click the link and you can just like. I have an Amazon wish list if anybody's listening. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm not playing games. No, seriously. <laughs> you know, I have a really intense jinxop <laughs> that I know I'm not going to spend that much money on, but if any kind internet stranger wants to get me this jigsaw puzzle. How many pieces is this puzzle? Infinity ways you can rearrange it. Wow. Shut up. Yeah. Yo, we it's need like to get you this puzzle. puzzle. That's, That's the level. Really <laughs> Made um, with angles and shit. So we're going to put Heaven's Amazon wish list in the newsletter. <laughs> I'm yes. so excited. But speaking of Amazon wish lists, like one of the other things that, that's really important, always, but definitely really important in 2017, is your personal safety. Mm. If you are one of those women creators on the internet that I care about, like two big things that you need to do are sort of lock down your personal information, you know, get a P.O. Ooh, box. Preach this word. Get something that is not here is where I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> Mm. You know, that's that's on all right, of your right. things. So make it possible for people to support you without simultaneously making yourself more vulnerable. And, you know, really lock yes. down your finances. Even if you think you can't afford it, getting a good tax accountant, <sighs> somebody who can be straight with you about it. this is what you owe, this is what you might owe, these are the deductions that you can take, is a really good investment over the medium to long run. I'm going to do that this year. You should have seen the way me and Tracy's faces fell when we, we said that. So I was like, she's just reading me right I'm not calling you out, but I'm totally calling you out. <laughs> you're right, you're right. It's, it just seems so hard. I know. 
like how, do you just google tax accountant like, what do you do <laughs> well, i mean we put a, we put a lot of work into finding our therapists right and you know finding professionals mm. who help us in other areas of our life is it's one of those things it's time consuming it's a little bit painful it's like going on a series of increasingly expensive dates mm. oh my god <laughs> wow that's exactly this is what it is. so but it pays off it's really worth it <laughs> the name of this podcast is now stacy marie just read you in a very nice way <laughs> for 45 minutes <laughs> Uh, and it's so good because we need it. Please read me, please. <laughs> so, Stace, while we have you on the line and while you're fixing everybody's lives, uh-huh. do you remember when we used to do this thing called Stacey's Career Corner? What? Blast from the you past. Remember? Blast <laughs> from the past. Throwback Thursday in this bitch. <laughs> um, we still get so many questions from listeners. Like, hi, I love the show. Stacy yeah, fixed my Stacey. life. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's run through some of the questions that y'all have been sending about your own careers and your lives and stuff. Um and then Stacy will very mercifully read you and then fix it. <laughs> All right. All right. Question number one. Is it okay to cry at work? Hmm. That's the whole That's question. question. That's the whole question. That's the whole question. There's no context. <laughs> so crying at work is super fraught, right? There's a couple of things here. The question isn't whether it's okay to cry at work. Is, is it okay to be vulnerable in an environment that doesn't necessarily reward vulnerability? Mm. And the answer is usually no. Because you are usually punished for being vulnerable. It's seen as unprofessional. It's seen as, especially if you're a woman, you know, just being really emotional and being really emotional Mm. is one of those ways of saying, and we think you're bad at your job, but we're just going to say you're really emotional instead. Damn. So my thing with crying at work is crying is an extremely natural response to, for me, rage. I only cry when I'm angry. <laughs> um, for some, you know, for more, <laughs> for normal people, sadness, despair, the whole, the whole gamut of things. And not everybody has control over when they cry. Like some people, if something is really mm-hmm. stressful or surprising happens to them, they cry. Like their physiological response, that's just, that's just what occurs. But what I think you should try to do is figure out why you're crying, figure out if there's another response that you can have that isn't crying at work. Like, what's the underlying here? What's really going on? Are you being harassed? Are you being bullied? You know, that's a that's a much deeper problem than should I cry at work? And then if if it is just sometimes that like you cry when you're stressed out or you're having a bad day or, you know, you were late because of whatever. Can you quietly, discreetly in the bathroom have a cry? Fix up, come back, mm-hmm. you know, carry on. Listen, I love me a good bathroom cry. <laughs> <laughs> a good bathroom cry is extremely cathartic, yeah. but always wear waterproof mascara. If you if you wear mascara and you're a crier, you gotta invest learn. You in gotta some find your brand. Mascara. Like there's some good drugstore <laughs> stuff. It's the jam. But really, have a <laughs> have a bit of a think about what are the underlying things that are causing you to have that intense emotional reaction in a place that's not necessarily set up to support intense mm. emotional reactions. Right. Sorry, I'm just, that was, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was well said. Yeah, this is completely unrelated, but I really envy people who can cry in public and like their faces just don't get ruined afterwards. <laughs> because I swear the minute that like a tear starts to well up in my eye, my entire face swells and it turns red. And I'm just like, do I look like I've been crying? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> just punched you in the face. (laughs) So shout out to everybody who gets to do that because I do not. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) All right, next question. I'm a non-traditional age college student. The white woman advising me, oh my goodness. (laughs) We got a patty mayonnaise, y'all. Oh, patty. (laughs) The white woman advising me 
have been a great support, have helped me secure scholarships and acceptance to quote unquote prestigious colleges as a transfer student. And I know there's value in their advice. I just worry about the things outside their experience and how well they can prepare me for them. Hmm. So the question is, how can black women best sift through advice for mentors who don't look like us or share our experiences? That's a good question. Listen, Mm. how often are you going to find a black woman, first of all? (laughs) You're going to have to learn the skill. (laughs) Yeah, that sound is me just, okay. Mm. (laughs) Here's the thing about this question. Mm -hmm. It acknowledges the significant power benefits that this person is getting from having access to these networks, right? It's like, hey, I got some scholarships. I got into better schools. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. And so part of the solution is already in this question, which is what are the things, what are the benefits, what are the advantages, what is the kind of access that you can only derive when you tap into networks that already have power? Mm -hmm. And exploit the hell out of those, (laughs) for sure. The thing that you have to be cautious of and be aware of and be thoughtful about is when you run into the fact that even sometimes when you make it to the gates, you don't always get invited in after. And that's where, you know, that difference in perspective comes into play, where the people giving you the advice might be like, great, you did all the things you got in and now you'll definitely get invited to the secret meetings where the deals get made and the rooms where it happens and you're there like yeah I think my invite got lost in the mail (laughs) (laughs) you know and so there's there's certainly going into this you don't have to make your mentors feel that they can't help you because they can't relate to you Mm. but you do need to be I think it needs to be two-sided you need to say you know I really hear that and I really appreciate that how do you think it would be different for me Mm. because it is possible to ask people to show a little bit more empathy and to think a little bit more about what they might assume about these spaces that don't apply to you but that nobody has ever actually asked them to articulate before what do you think is the best way to ask somebody for more empathy i think first not saying you know i don't think you get me (laughs) because the response to that is always how dare you sir (laughs) but you know instead saying you know for example hey you know i really appreciate that you've done all these things for me I'm looking to get into media or technology or whatever it is. And one of the things that I've noticed is only dudes who look like this get invited to speak on these kinds of panels. Mm. Given that you say you care about diversifying the range of voices who get represented in these kinds of things, do you happen to know the organizers of these conferences? Like, can you yourself pull some more strings on my behalf? Mm. Right. So it's not even asking them to empathize with the situation because sometimes they don't even realize the situation exists. Mm. It's more about showing them what's happening and then giving people a way to do something about it if they are genuinely invested in your future and your career. Mm. Wow. That. Oh, my God. You're just so smart. (laughs) I I was talking to some of my interns, my little babies, and I've been trying to encourage them to be as aggressive and have as much moxie as possible. Moxie is a great word. When they're in these spaces and they know they don't have anything in common with Mm -hmm. the people around them, Mm -hmm. which is how I often feel in most Mm -hmm. of the professional spaces I've been. Mm -hmm. You know, you know who I work, who I work. Um, Other than being brilliant and talented. But there's gonna be a point where you you have to realize they're never gonna just like turn to you and be like, oh my God, heaven, I see so much of myself in you. (laughs) (laughs) And like, Give, like, let's go out for beers. Right. <laughs> That's not going to happen for uh-huh. me. We have nothing in common. I don't know any of your pop culture references. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know mine. But also, it's my responsibility, therefore, to fix that language gap. Because mm. it's never going to be theirs. Mm-hmm. So 
you have to be aggressive about being like, hey, you don't even have to like phrase it as like we're different, mm -hmm. but just like being aggressive about feeling like you have the right to that kind of mentorship. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at you teaching the babies. Exactly. And this is this is a crucial thing, right? Mm -hmm. These conversations are harder for us because the language that we speak is different and because we look different and because the frames of reference are not the same. You know, the pattern matching breaks down. In another context, if I were a white dude in technology, I could just be like, yo, and everybody be like, yeah. So relatable. Let's go get it. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> speaking my language <laughs> but the implicit assumptions about where I went to school and the jokes that I made mm -hmm. and the, you know the kinds of things I'm interested in are just like, embedded in they looked at me they saw a thing that they understand and they recognize and they like and it's like cool mm. you know but I'm, but I'm mm -hmm. not that dude and I'm <laughs> glad I'm not that dude but it does mean I, I tend to have to do more work translating yeah. mm -hmm. that hey here's the stuff that I'm interested in here's the stuff I want to be doing so much translating my god I'm exhausted oh, my goodness <laughs> So the next question is about positive affirmation in the workplace. And hmm. our writer says, when I rely too much on the workplace for positive affirmation, it lays the groundwork for a really unhealthy relationship with my job, my bosses, and an unhealthy work-life balance. So the question is, how do you manage slash moderate your need for positive feedback at work, particularly if some of your superiors are not very generous with it? Here is my thing about this question. Okay. A lot of us especially women, especially women who went to a certain kind of school and grew up in a certain type of family, are trained to believe that if we do good work, some kind person is going to pat us on the back and give us a gold star and say, well done, here you go, here's your promotion, here's your raise. Mm -hmm. That is just like not how that is ever going to happen, ever, mm. in the history of things that happen in workplaces. Yeah, that's true. And that's the problem. Right. The problem is the initial reliance on anything other than yourself and the people who are genuinely invested in you mm. to make you feel good about the world and yourself and your uh, place in it. You just because spoke to heaven. She's got a hand in her hands. Are you okay? <laughs> Do you need a break? I'm having experience. <laughs> She's speaking to me. I see, girl. I like, see. organizations corporations, I don't care if they're for-profit, non-profit, gonna save the world, evil corp. <laughs> <laughs> they're not about you. Mm -hmm. if, if, if your name is not on the building, they don't owe you anything. You know, sometimes oh even God. when they do owe you things, they don't give them to <laughs> now you. Now my head is in my head. And so, like, the really the <laughs> first too much. step... Too much. <laughs> the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> but it's it's so important. It's so important that we recognize that we do this to ourselves and that we're socialized to think that that's the way that we have to behave, that we have to believe that our supervisors and our bosses and our managers and our CEOs will like look at us and pat us on the shoulder and say, "Hey, gold star." That was a really good thing that you did. And that's a source of, you know, mm. affirmation for us. It can't be because it, it is, one, not reliable on a good day <laughs> and two, like not consistent. Mm. Right. So you, you go through life allowing your your emotional state to be a function of mm. whether your boss is having a good day or a bad day. Yeah. And that is just not a healthy way to live. So why aren't you writing a book? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a lot of books out there, man. There's a lot of books out there. I'm going to read some. <laughs> this question's about social media. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> What's the job etiquette on protecting your social media from your employers and your coworkers? <laughs> How do I politely, respectfully decline if they try to add me on sites like Facebook and Twitter? I'll answer the second part first. And my strategy for this is just do not engage. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have... I have friend requests that are like years old. (laughs) I've had a very long standing no family friends on social media rule. So I have like friends. No, I mean a family. I'm sorry. I said that (laughs) wrong. I'm still shook from last night. We can do this. But I only recently started adding my family on Facebook because it's just I don't like the whole mixing of selves and worlds and stuff. And so I just wouldn't answer him, but it would be real awkward because yeah. I would see them at the family reunion. <laughs> and like, yeah, respond to my friend because I'm like, what? I didn't see it. I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay, then. <laughs> and then you just yeah. you just don't do it. You know, that's it's like it's your space and you can control it. That said, gigantic caveat, we, a lot of us, a lot of the people listening to this podcast work in industries where social is part of our jobs. Mm-hmm. And some of us work for employers who require you to say things like retweets do not constitute endorsements. <laughs> or Which has never you know. been more true than in the fucking Trump press. <laughs> oh my gosh, exactly. <laughs> All views my own, etc. Uh-huh. You know, these are these are things that lawyers roll their eyes at because they don't indemnify you. They don't they don't protect you from anything. They just kind of it's their pleasant <laughs> fiction that we like to tell ourselves. It's a security so, blanket. It's a security blanket. It's like, I'm going to say why. I'm just going to wild out views my own. <laughs> so Plot unless you have <laughs> unless you have a, a protected account, which you th- don't then link to from your other non-protected account, people, why do you do this? Wait, you just, oh, <laughs> people are bad at the resistance. But... So if you have a protected account, you have a protected Instagram, you have, you know, a lockdown Facebook page, that's one thing and you can control the parameters within that. But my general perspective is if I say some shit on Twitter, I should expect to be held accountable for it. Mm. And I say it anyway, mm-hmm. which does not work for everyone, admittedly. <laughs> <laughs> that is simply my path. <laughs> That is my path. But, you know, like we can't try to have it both ways. We can't say, I want this to be a personal space. I want this to be private. And we have like our Glamazon corporate headshot and our fancy ass <laughs> job title in our bio. Once again, and I then feel say, very no, no, this, this is like, I'm being, this is me. This is me. You know, so I do think we need to just be a little bit more rigorous around what are we trying to cultivate? Who are we trying to cultivate? And what are we trying to represent on these things? Mm. Fair. Solid. Solid answer. Uh, Stacy Louise Marie Jenkins. <laughs> Not her name at all. <laughs> you continue to be a bright spot in our lives and in our listeners' lives. And I know that you are crazy busy not writing your book. So uh, <laughs> thank Yo. you for sparing us Not some time to book. chat from us from all the way from California. California. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Invite me back anytime, yo. Oh, absolutely. Actually, we we're don't gonna come to California. You go. Actually, oh yeah, first absolutely. of all, <laughs> expect us very Woo. soon. Scoop. <laughs> but before we let you go, we want to see if you would like to hang out with us and buy some rounds. Yes. All right. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. But first, we gotta you know pay the bills and stuff. All right, Stace Marie, who you been around for? 
I'm going to buy a round for my mom. <laughs> I'm already crying. I'm mommy. <laughs> Tell us about your mom. So my, I swear like a sailor, and I get it from my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she get it. And anything that is good, anything that is good about me, I get from my mom, and everything else is my dad's fault. But <laughs> goddamn, goddamn! I, I was. <laughs> I was hoping to be able to be able to go home for Christmas, and that didn't happen, so I didn't get to see her. And I really miss her, and I don't think she knows how much I appreciate her because I don't necessarily reply to her emails all the time, which is on me. But I'm buying around for my mom. It's going to be a scotch because that's what she taught us to drink. Hey, I love you, mommy. a woman who knows how to drink, even though I don't like scotch. It's still, <laughs> it's a cool drink, though. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. Scotch and coconut water. It'll make your scotch better. Oh, those are two things I do not like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm not going to hold that against you, Tracy. Now. I'm sorry. I'm going to try real hard. <laughs> You know what? Ooh, I will try one of those. What's your one signature day. drink? What what are we what are we calling the Stacy Marie? Oh yeah, what is the Stacy Marie? I the really Stacy like Marie that. is now a cocktail. What is it? Ooh, what's in it? I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. Okay, <laughs> that's put it in the newsletter. Yeah. Recipe. And when you're physically in the studio, we will have one waiting for you. Yes. yes. Deal. Heaven, who is your round for this week? Um, I would like to buy a round for babies. Oh, I can't believe you haven't bought a round yes. for babies yet. I feel like maybe I have. <laughs> you probably have. Honestly. A round of juice for babies. <laughs> <laughs> a round of apple juice for my babies. Mm. Um, I feel like, I don't know if I've been like ovulating for Ever. a decade. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just constantly trying to convince the people around me to have a baby. This is a true story. And then to lend me the baby. <laughs> so I can just hang out with it. Uh, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Getting my own. So I don't have to rent a baby <laughs> or have a baby on layaway. Lisa baby. Lisa baby. <laughs> no, it's just. Wait, what do you mean you're working on it, on getting your own? I'm working on having the financial security okay. to afford a baby. But you're not like in the streets like, hey. What I'm not in the later? streets like, hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you were in the streets like, hey, though, I would, I would support you. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Um, no, I, I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do with my free time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that a friend suggested to me was mm-hmm. that there are a lot of cool teen organizations in New York City. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just like spend a spend Aww. a weekend talking to the kids? Yes. Or she also suggested that they they frequently need people at the the NICU. Mm-hmm. To like hold to the babies. babies. I feel like I would get too attached and I just wouldn't be able to do it. I feel like if I could be of use to a baby, uh-huh. like my day would be great. Aww, you, know? you should completely be a baby color. That sounds like, oh my God, what <laughs> should be on my business card. <laughs> Haven't got, got to, to professional baby color. Baby color. <laughs> professional baby Slogan, color. Slogan, I will cuddle your babies. <laughs> oh, I will cuddle. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Wow. Just found my new life dream. <laughs> so yes, round for babies. Aw. Shout out to babies who are actually just like tiny drunk adults anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tiny drunk adults is just a like true story. the Tracy I see before me. <laughs> Hi. I'm a drunk baby right now. Who are you Very buying now. around for drunk baby Tracy? Drunk baby Tracy is buying around for one Mr. Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. Ooh. Because I cannot stop listening to his latest album. I have been surprised by how much I'm enjoying it because it's such a different sound from what he does and I'm so used to being annoyed by him musically (laughs) can I just say that like he's always had like this weird 
I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to his music before this. And it's because I feel like, and I can't like give you any like specific titles. One, because I'm drunk. Two, because I have a bad memory. <laughs> but I just, he just made me feel weird in the way that he would talk about certain types of women. Oh, you mean his Asian fetish? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Like once I heard that, I was like, all right, this is something that I don't need to engage with. Right? Yeah, it comes up a lot. A lot. Question for the room. Yes. Have you guys seen Magic Mike 2? I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen Magic yes. Mike 1. Because that's crucial <laughs> that to understanding. That was very enthusiastic, yes. <laughs> that's what everybody says when we're talking about this album. They're like, but Magic Mike, though. Because <laughs> he came, like, that was the first time he was trying to do, like, a sexy situation. Yeah, and I hear that it didn't go over very well. It was well. hilarious. <laughs> Stacey's uh, laughing. It didn't go over well. Yeah. So a thing that I tweeted is that it's very hard. Like I'm having a lot of trouble moving Donald Glover into my like sexy grown up feelings category. Um, I think I'm having trouble with it because I've just never seen him in this light before. But let me tell you what, when I got to Terrified on the new album, I was like, Donald Glover, let me find the fuck out. Because it's that line where he's like, I don't mean to be rude, but I don't eat fast food, so don't run too fast. And I was like, boy. Mm. I'm hungover, so I can't do the high <laughs> Also, I heard that they did not oil him up in Magic Mike, so he was just like shirtless and He knew and he ashy. couldn't be about the... He wasn't ashy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he knew he couldn't be out here oiled all crazy. But why, though? Because if you look at the rest of the men in that movie... <laughs> but I feel like if you're already going to be shirtless next to them, you might as well slather yourself in but some But he wasn't next to them. Oh. He had a se- whole see, separate scenario. I need to scenario. see the movie. You I'm see trying movie. to... Tracy, you reach in. I'm loud for no wrong. reason. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I often am. That should be the title of your book, Tracy. <laughs> loud and wrong. The Tracy Clayton story. <laughs> Um, Okay, but I do want to say, like, the instrumentation is so good. Mm. Like, the final song on the album is just an instrumental. There's no lyrics. There's no singing. There's no nothing. There might be a little singing. I'm a little drunk right now. (laughs) Um, But, like, it's just, like, so 70s funk. Like, you can hear each and every influence. Like, you hear Prince. You Mm. hear George Clinton. You hear The Meters. You hear Sly and the Family Stone. Mm. And it is just, it just feels good. Mm. It just feels like... The, the opening song is called Have Some Love. And one of my favorite things to do is listen to it and close my eyes. This is good. I've never said this out loud before. <laughs> but it's still... <laughs> but I imagine the kids from Fat Albert in a junkyard singing the song because it's what it sounds like to me. It's like a junkyard band, you know? Have a Do you know what I'm talking about? Because I've lost everybody in the studio. I do know what Fat Albert is, but... but you, you don't hear it, though? I would believe that there's, like, somebody with, like, a washboard and a spoon in the back just, like, making music, you know? These are good things, by the way. This is, this is going horribly awry. Anyway, I like the song. Um, I was just imagining Fat Albert with Donald Gold's voice. That's what's throwing me off. One last thing. Can I can I tell y'all one of my favorite Onion headlines? Yes. <laughs> Thursday cry moved up to Wednesday due to scheduling conflict. <laughs> wow. I hate when that happens to it's me. It's like, wow, wow, read me. <laughs> the Onion is too real. It's read too real. me. <laughs> Stacey, this has been a joy and a privilege. Where can people find you? And um, when are you coming back? That is up to people who make more money than me to decide. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> but I am on the internet at S underscore M underscore I. 
I have many opinions. You don't have to agree with them. But you should because they're probably all right. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Stacey. Thank you so much. Mwah. See you soon, yo. Evan, I had so much fun today. Oh my God, this is such a joy. I feel like I'm just, I'm going to be drunk for the rest of the week. <laughs> I'm just going to embrace it and accept it. Um, Yeah, no more hangovers in 2017. Well, no promises. personal goal. I feel like I need to be realistic. Not too many hangovers in 2017. <laughs> like keep it around 10. Okay. That would be good. A special 10 cases. <laughs> <laughs> 10 exceptions may be made. Yo, shout out to Stacey Marie, the God. Uh, Stacey Marie Ishmael. I always feel like I'm so effusive when I talk to and interact know, with Stacey Marie that she's going to think that I don't really have this much esteem for her, but I just really do. Like, how really can you be her. so dope all the time? Right. How is it possible? How are you so smart? What a time to be alive. We are blessed to be in Stacey Marie's America. Hashtag blessed. Um, we're also blessed to be in the company and comradeship of the Pod Squad. <laughs> yes. No, that was good. That was good. That was good. This episode was produced by Nina Patak, Julia Furlan, and Chiquita Pasco, with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan and Meg Kramer. Hi, moms. And shout out to Jade Elliott, who works here at BuzzFeed, is super, super dope and helped us to create the studio because our lock is being an ass. So shout out to Jade. Uh, as always, shout out to our in-house musicians, Jean Gray and Don Will. Who we will be bringing you more of in 2017 because yes. they're so dope. Oh my God. And they Collabs need to be in your faces happening. and ears a lot more. Yes, we're plotting. We're scheming. Scheming. About Follow. to drop most fire mixtape 2017. Most Popping podcast of 2017. Hey. <laughs> you can follow Tracy at Brokey McPoverty. Yeah, tweet me nice things. 2017. We shall not be broke. Listen. We shall overcome. Listen. Richie Von Moneyheimer is trying to come through. <laughs> Listen. Fingers crossed. You can follow Heaven on Twitter at Heaven Rants. Heaven like the place in the sky. Rants like the thing that y'all's president is about to do endlessly. Y'all's president. Ooh. Mm. 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 Not my president. Mm-mm. Hashtag not my president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, okay. You know what? Still, still not over the fact that we have him on tape talking about sexual assault and then 13 odd some women are like hey this thing that he said he did he did it and then we're like oh that didn't happen yeah oh or it's just it's just boys being boys locker room talk yeah it's okay if he does it because my everybody does it so that's y'all assaulter in chief right that's not my president we're gonna act like 13 women are wrong assaulter in chief fuck out of here shade of the year already we already got our shade of the year Mm. out the way early listen listen heaven's not playing with y'all not playing no games. 2017 <laughs> is our year. That's right. And if you would like to help us make this our year, you can email us. You can tweet us. You can FaceTime. We can't. We don't. Don't FaceTime me. We just met. <laughs> we're, not, we're not on that level yet. Uh, you can Facebook us all the things at another round. Rate us on iTunes. Leave nice comments. Give us five stars. Check out our Amazon wish lists. Check out our Amazon wish list. I'm really going to make one today because I feel like this. You know what you got to do? Get the Chrome extension that lets you make a universal wish list so you can add things that aren't even on Amazon. So much makeup is going to be on there. Listen. Okay. Shout out to Jigsaw Puzzles. Shout out to Jigsaw Puzzles. Get having this scientific <laughs> ass. <laughs> Choose your own adventure Jigsaw Puzzles. <laughs> So we want to hit 
big, 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 big subscriber numbers when it comes to our newsletter. Bigly, you could say. Bigly, if you would like to. <laughs> uh, it's so good, and we have so much fun making it, and we just want people to know it and see it and read it because there's good self-care shit in there. There's good, often a, a Heaven's Baby of the Week thing in there. Oh, yes. There's a lot of stuff that can really help you get through the next four years. So Listen. tell a friend. Tell people that you care about. If you care about people, they need to be on the subscribers list is what it's exclusive called. subscribers <laughs> list so tell them to subscribe go to buzzfeed.com slash another round slash newsletter get your subscribe on as the 90s would say drink some water take your meds call your person um listen to stacy marie and call your mom yeah give your give your person a shout out see how your person's doing there's this bit by miranda july she's a director where she interviews people and asks them, are you someone's favorite person? And it like gets me every time. What if the answer is no? Some people's answers is no. <sighs> but I do think a lot of people don't have just one favorite person. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. That's okay. You're several people's favorite person. You're my favorite person. You, my favorite person, screw because every time I think about you, I'm going to put that in the newsletter. Miranda July be having some weird ass shit sometimes, but sometimes like she be coming through. I love, I, she also has a, an incredible interview with Rihanna. Anyways, we got to go. Bye. Let's go <laughs> eat some bad time. Oh my God, food. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>